So, well, she did, but she ran out. Uh huh. And so she used the gorilla glue. Right. And so she used the gorilla glue instead. And now, hasn't it been on her hair for like a month? I don't know. I think it was like a month. Like, I think it was I don't like it's been that long. Like a few days. I swear yeah. in the video, she said it's been like a month. No, I don't think it's been that long. I'm going to have to go back and listen. But, um,. Yeah. Well, when I saw that, I was like, Gorilla Glue. Everybody know that stuff is strong. Yes, I know that. And I'm not, I haven't, like, I don't put glue in my hair, but I know you don't put Gorilla Glue in there. Yeah, because one time I accidentally got, like, a small amount of that on my fingers, and my fingers were stuck together. Me too. I was scared. Yeah, no, and apparently, like, she had to go, like, to the hospital. They had to give her, like, all these chemicals and stuff. I just couldn't imagine. She might have to cut her hair off, too. I'm sure she will. But no, people said that she can't just cut her hair off because they said that it's um down to her scalp. It's kind of like concrete, yeah, and it's like blocking her hair follicles, so you can't just cut it off. Yeah, I heard that's all that. Like, that's why it's like um solidified. That's crazy. I couldn't imagine. I'm Patrick. I'm Regina. I'm Tiana. I'm Bradley, and we are the Priceless Jones. Everything that, I'm not sure if you have guys have seen it, but like this just the past couple of weeks, um, Chloe and Hallie, they um their music group, they started their own individual Instagram accounts. And so a lot of people were getting onto Chloe because of the way that she's presenting presenting her body and they feel as though she's um try, she's doing too much or that she should um be a little more conservative. And I just want to know you guys' thoughts on it. You know, you're both black women and what were your thoughts and your feelings on this um current situation um i feel like we always come to a point where in society where the community like especially in the black community where like young black women will be sexualized and they'll be like oh my gosh you're so pretty like look at the booty and she got everything going on and then it's like when they finally embrace that then it becomes a problem Mm -hmm. and like people are so against it like oh you're doing too much now like you need to calm down, kind of like with Mulatto a little bit, like, she is, you know, obviously everyone knows she's a rapper and stuff, and so now she's, like, become really big, and she's, like, embracing herself, and they're like, oh, girl, you're not even that cute, and just, like, always commenting bad stuff, and it's like, at this point, it's like, how can we move forward in society, and how can Black women finally embrace themselves and love themselves if society's going to keep trying to push us down? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that the whole thing with Mulatto is completely different. Um, I think with Mulatto is more of an issue people have been with her and her name and how um, there's been accusations of her being like colors and stuff like that. So I think that's like a deeper issue with Mulatto. But as far as just sexualizing Black women, I think from a young age, you know, we're always, we've always just been sexualized. And people just always kind of view us as, I mean, it's just because the fact that they don't really view us as actual human beings, just more so as like objects mm-hmm. to be, um, you know, handled certain ways or like even if some type of situation occurs like with a black woman in another altercation with someone else, people always kind of just always take the other person's side instead of even trying to see like where the black woman was coming from. Or the actual situation behind it. I think that as long as people are view us as objects, they'll never stop sexualizing us. So it's just something that we'll always have to deal with as long as society just continues to deem us as not being actual human beings or actual feelings or actual um, dreams and goals and desires and not just what they want to place us as. Like they try to put us like on this pedestal, but at the same time, like copying everything that we set and do in society but yet we're not uh, worthy of any respect so yeah I was gonna say I definitely feel like it's like a um something that's like a projection of what's going on within our own society um especially like on a deeper level like as you both said like black women are sexualized always from a young age um there's always emphasis on like your bodies even as like little girls which is very odd and I'm not even sure if, like, as many people, like, realize, like, how, because it's, like, when you do that to um, a young child at that age, then, of course, like, they're going to feel like that all they have anyways is their body. Um, 
And so, like, once they become, like, old enough to, like, embrace it and, like, really just feel comfortable in their own skin, then people still have, like, a problem with it. It's like, you've been, like, so it's okay for you to praise it, but then if you're, she's not, like, handling her body the way that you want her to, then it's a problem. Um, And I just feel like, overall, people just need to mind their business. And, of course, like, with her getting older, because I think, she, isn't she, like, 22? Yeah, so like, um, I believe, yeah, yeah, so like with that, like, um, of course, she's going to be like, you know, more um, sexually expressive. And if she chooses to be, that's her choice because it's her body. So, she's a woman. exactly. Um, it's not like she's like a little girl, like 12, 13, because then it would be like, okay, that's a little concerning. But, you know, she's a grown woman, so she can do as she wishes. And I think people just kind of need to respect that and allow people to do their own thing and not be so invested in other people's lives. Especially how, you know, like with like Cardi, like with Cardi B or like Nicki Minaj and stuff like that, like celebrities like that, like, you know, um, it's all right, you know? Yeah. It's always like a double standard to stuff. But I guess it's also because like people feel like as if, as if they've watched them grow up. So maybe that's why they feel like a different way about it. Not the same as they do with like um, Nikki and Cardi. But even so, like you don't really have any claim over what somebody else does with their body. So. Yeah, you never do. Even if you watch someone grow up, you don't even know these people on a first name basis for you to think that you are like allowed to. I think the issue with people also is that people think that they have some type of right to know like why like they deserve some type of explanation like what is going on in your mind that you think you deserve to know why someone's doing what they're doing if it has no type of effect on your life directly yeah like it makes no sense to me but and another crazy thing too is like a lot of the people i saw leaving out all this criticism were older black women which i thought was really surprising um, not really why do you say that I'm just saying because, you know, it's always when you're growing up and, you know, it's always some older family member that's like, oh, baby, don't wear that. You're sending the wrong message. Oh, that is true. Yeah. Yes. I feel like that's always put into like our heads too, like even from our own family members to be like to carry ourselves a certain way to be a certain way around the people which you know obviously they're just trying to look out for you and stuff they're just doing like the best that they can yeah. but at a certain point it's like why do you think it's okay to continue to um send these messages to us that it's wrong for us as if they're somehow right like other people are somehow right in the way they view us you yeah know? and it's like also at the end of the day if somebody does view you a certain way because of how you dress then that problem really comes from within them and that's something they exactly. dress with them themselves. And that's kind of like too, like school dress codes. Like it's always like towards women, and yeah. like we can't wear certain things yeah. or, or like um something that I've noticed is like being like at a PWI, like um when I can wear something and then I will probably get dress coded because like you know black women we have like more curves and we have like you know, just a little bit more body than, like, the average white girl. And so, obviously, we're going to be more looked at and stuff because, again, we're always sexualized. Mm, yeah. Yeah, because I remember all the time in um school, like, when girls would get put out of class and stuff because they were wearing something. But then, like, a white girl could be wearing the same exact thing and nothing happens to them at all. Um, okay. Because they used to wear those real short shorts. Yeah. And they were like, oh, I'm just going to gym. I'm like, you going to gym? But right. gym, you don't got gym till the end of the day. It's breakfast. They be walking past administration. Right. They, they be talking to them and everything and still get past with it, which is the crazy thing. But, um, and then also, I guess this kind of like ties into like what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about how, um, you know, like they reprimand black students more than they do white students. Um, really just how it all just ties into the um, school to prison pipeline at the end of the day. Um, and also just like how these systemic um, rules and everything just like really plays a part in every part of our lives, which is crazy to think about. It's like just like like there's universal laws for everything that involves like, you know, who you are as a person and your identity. Uh, I just want to touch on that because I felt like that was like a very um, talked about thing going on. I kind of want to get you guys' views, especially being black women. Um so another thing, I mean, on a lighter note, 
what music and TV have you guys been listening to this week? I started listening. Do y'all know who Umi is? Yeah. Yeah, I started on, well, I mean, I had listened to her originally, but I started listening to her EP. Okay. It's really good. Yeah, it um, is. I think it's called Introspection. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and then I listened to Futuristic. Um, He's really good. Okay. Um, The song that I've been listening to on repeat is Man on a Mission. So I really like that. And then the, well, I didn't watch any shows, but the movie that I watched was uh, Malcolm and Marie. I didn't uh, finish it. Oh, okay, I'm okay. Still... Never mind. I don't want to spoil it, man. But, okay. All right. All right. It's good little good. mix. I think that was like this, like cinematography. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really like how they have black and white and they use the music to, like, yeah. you know, create the intensity. Yeah, the jazz music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I like it too. I watched it, um, the night before last, I think it was. Um, so yeah, but Gina, what have you been up to? What you been listening to? Well, for me, I've just been listening to some old nudie. I don't know why some days I just been listening to nudie, but I listen to some old nudie, some oh. so Millie type vibes. Okay. Megan the Stallion, you know, really just older stuff, nothing really new. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, same here. I haven't really listened to anything new yet. Um, I'm trying to think, I don't think I've really listened to anything new at all, actually. Um, but what I have been listening to, I listen to a lot of um Kendrick, so I kind of circled back to Damn the other day. Um, okay. and then I was listening to Chalumbo as well earlier in the week. Just gotta, you know, get the vibes right. For some reason, that um that album just always makes me happy. Um, I haven't listened to that in a while, but yeah, that's a good album. Yes, like good all the way through too, which is rare. But um, also I circle back to Igor. I forgot how good that was. Just magical. And then I've been listening to a little bit of Little Dirk too. Um, but that's really it. I I've been listening to like music wise. Um, and I know like television i haven't really i watched malcolm and marie the other night like i said um that was good i know there's been like a lot of mixed reviews about it but like all the reviews have been more so towards his comments on critics in the um film but if you haven't seen that you're not gonna know what i'm talking about if you have you know what i'm talking about um so that's all i'm gonna say on that and then oh of course i've been watching shameless i'm still trying to catch up on that i'm like almost to the most current season and then Snowfall, I just started that yesterday, and it's really good. It surprised me. It's amazing, actually. Um, and I'm only like five episodes. I watched it. You said what? Finally watched it. It only took me five years to tell you. Okay, me. all right, whatever. We're going to catch up eventually. How many seasons does that have? Uh, I think four. Or the fourth one's coming out right now, so three, okay. something like that. I watched it so fast. All right. <laughs> I'll be there soon. But, um, Gina, what you been watching? My shows. Again, I haven't been watching no shows, really, y'all. I've been watching, um, what's it called? Proud Family. Just, like, little shows like that. Oh, and New Girl. Okay. You know, I'm not really watching shows, shows, but just, like, casually. Okay, got you. Yeah. All right, all right. Um, well, I know, as you know, we all said, well, as you all know, as I said before, it is Black History Month. So with it being Black History Month, I did want to highlight, you know, just a Black historical figure. So today I want to highlight um, Shirley Chisholm. She was the first African-American in Congress in 1968, which is like a major feat, especially with her being a Black woman. So not only was she Black, but she was also a woman at that time, 1968. Um and she served, She went on to serve seven terms. In 1972, she was the first African-American woman to seek nomination for the president. Another major highlight in our history. Um, yeah, and then throughout her political career, she became an advocate for women and minorities. And her motto she lived by was unbossed and unbought. So that's just something for you all to remember. Just a little history lesson for you. If you want to find out more, Google her. Um, and so, yeah, moving on, we can go ahead and get to our um, discussion for this week. And I really want to highlight, you know, as we said before, it's Black History Month. So I just want to keep it Black all the way through. I want to highlight, you know, just 
how the black experience have like shaped who we are as individuals and like how it has played a role in our own lives and just really how we view ourselves and how we um, view ourselves in the world. So to start off, I'm going to ask this question here is at what point in your life did you realize that you were black or different than your um, classmates, um, other people around you and just like the community that you've lived in? So for me, um, I realized I was different when I was in elementary and, you know, like our mom, like she always kept us looking good, like with our hair and stuff. So he was always looking straight and cute. And um, whenever I, I had got my hair done, I would always be in school and like there'd be like white girls and stuff. They always wanted to touch my hair. And they was just like, oh, my gosh, she's so cute. Like, so like, you know, just like touching it. I guess like I'm an animal or something. I don't know. It just really made me feel uncomfortable because I never really saw like them do that to their friends. And I've always felt like, you know, it's just that weird feeling. Like mm -hmm. I can't describe, like, I know like, yeah, they may compliment my hair, but just having people try to touch your hair all the time or just like kind of look at you like you're like just some alien or something, it just makes you feel really weird. So at that point I knew that I was different because I was looked at differently, mm -hmm. you know? Okay. Well, for me, honestly, kind of around a similar time, I would say, just kind of like at a very young age, you kind of just always notice different things about yourself. Like, I know one time in, um, like, science class, like, you know how they do, like, the little balloon or whatever, and they, like, rub it on your hair and see, like, oh, the, yeah, um, the static. Yeah, the static. And so, yeah, so when they were doing that and then you're looking at, like, all these white people and how their hair is all just, like, flowing everywhere and you're just like, why isn't my hair doing that? <laughs> 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 it's just weird because it's like, you know, when you're younger, you just just thinking, like, oh, okay, I'm just different, you know? And that's just kind of always what you think, like, oh, I'm just different, I'm just different. But... Yes, I would say that was definitely just like little moments like that. Like when you're younger, you're just like, how come everyone else is like this? And mine is like just the opposite way. Like, is there something wrong with me or something? Or like, why are people looking at me like this when my hair is not yeah. the best? Like, why are people touching my hair? Like, you know, it's just little moments like that that always kind of, it's not really like, I realized it. It's kind of like the world kind of realized I was black because I've always known I was black, but it's kind of like, okay, now the world's kind of picking up on it, like this, yeah. on my like identity, you know, and they're kind of like treating me a little differently because of it. And it's kind of like you just realizing how the world is reacting to you yeah. differently. And I think the older that you get, the more people react to you differently, like being black, because they're starting to see you more as a threat and they're starting to see you becoming who you like really are meant to be and they're starting to see you walk into you know your purpose and stuff and so people kind of start to fear that that you're starting to realize um your real potential and not only that but you'll start to see your real history and you'll start to act upon that and try to actually change and try to actually uplift those around you so I think I probably gave like a very lengthy answer but <laughs> I think at a very young age I've always like known you know of course, I've always known I was black, but I think it was more so me realizing other people. Yeah, like there was like an effect with it as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah, like kind of like y'all both said, like I realized really young. Um, it might also because like, you know, we used to have like the little black Santa figurines. And then like, of course, like our family is black. So like when I would go to school, I know like I'm light skinned, but, and so like I'm a little paler than the other black people, <laughs> but, um, I would still notice things like, okay, my, my, oh, like y'all said, your hair is different. Um, and then just things like, you know, I remember like our family is black. So like, I would think like, oh, okay, like these people's family, like when we have like family days at school, people's parents would come for lunch or something. Like these people's parents look like them. So clearly everybody in their family is going to look white and my family's going to look black. So that's kind of like where I kind of understood like the differences. And as far as like, um, just like understanding the um impact kind of like what gina says like as you're growing up like you feel like other people are like noticing that you're black but i think also in that like as you're kind of like realize like okay like of course you know you're black but as you realize like there's like an impact of you being black in like every room that you walk in and in every space of your life and like you start slowly start to realize like okay 
pretty much all the black kids hang out with the other black kids. All the white kids usually hang out with all the other white kids. Like, and it's like you begin to like really want to be fitted in with like the other people of your same race, just because like you've gone through so many times like where you felt different or felt excluded just because you are of a different background, if that makes sense. Yeah. Cause I feel like, especially like one of the things that made me not really, um, cause okay, we went to Rome. Rome's pretty white. And one of the things that kind of like, even then, like makes me still only will want to hang out with the other black people is because, okay, I know they're not gonna like be like, oh, our black friend, like also in Rome, people make like little racist jokes and they try to make them like, they really try to push it like it's a joke, but it's like, that's not a joke, it's racist. Um, and so, yeah, I was like, I'm not about to put myself in a space where I'm around these um, racist, I'm not even gonna say racist, but prejudiced people definitely borderline racist but um i think that's also kind of like where it comes from like especially like because you begin to identify your identity with your friends and the people you're around um and so i definitely feel like that also plays a role in it as well just because like you know we try to avoid being around people who aren't like us um especially if they are um you know a little racist with it um and so that kind of also led me to another question i had um just like overall, what was your experience growing up black? Um, and just like, how do you feel like it's played an impact on just like shaping your identity? Um, I feel like um, growing up black, so I never really felt like ashamed of my skin. Like I never was, I was never ever like hated myself or anything. So, I mean, I've always loved black because, you know, we grew up in a family where like we embrace our culture, we embrace our music, we embrace our hair. And so I never felt like, like I hated it, you know, I just loved it. Mm -hmm. um, and also too, like just seeing about like with all the protests and just um, seeing like black, um, having a black president because we we grew up with a black president, Yeah. you know? So I felt like that really just made me love myself even more. So, and, and honestly, that's really a luxury for just like in our environment, in my environment that I grew up in, um, it just made me love myself more. Uh, yeah, I'll say for me, I just love being black. I think it's the littest thing ever. I think God did what he had to do when he made me black because there's nothing better than being a black woman, you know, being able to fully accept who you are and just always seeing as Tiana said the people around you also being proud and being black I feel like that also like paid um had like a major effect on me just because it's hard for you to accept yourself if you see other people around you not accepting like who they are and y'all kind of like look alike because then you're kind of like okay what's wrong with us like what's going on <laughs> but just seeing um you accepting are you being like accepted and other people accepting who you are? And even if you are like, quote unquote, different, different is a good thing. And then I think growing up black is kind of just realizing that like who I am being this unique because you don't only see like one type of black, you know, like there's so many different types of identities that go into being a black person and but at the same time, we are kind of like really united in certain ways that we were like parented or just like certain ways that we grew up. I don't know. I think it's just amazing to be black. And I think that it made me um, more passionate about the things that I want to do because I always know that I always have to work like a little harder than those around me. And it's kind of like made me the woman that I am today as far as my okay. work ethic. Um. That kind of leads me to another question I also want to bring up, because like I know you mentioned like you know how like just knowing you know everything that people do like it makes you proud to be who you are. It makes you proud to be black. Um, so, mm -hmm. what do you feel like is like what exactly makes you feel empowered to be um, a black person, especially like you know living in a world where basically it kind of feels like everybody hates us. Um. I would say just knowing how far we've come and then also knowing that like the major changes 
that are occurring like in our community are still happening now um I feel like that's just a very powerful thing because um obviously going through slavery and then still having like the prison systems as like modern day slavery yeah. now and then still having um people being qualified in their roles or whatever positions that they are holding in their jobs and still being paid less just because they're black just because they're female seeing things like that and then seeing how it's just now kind of slowly starting to turn um and like we're still trying to fight for that I feel like that's something that always makes you that always makes me um just more empowered in being black yeah for me um I would just have to say like our culture um just kind of looking back in like black history and stuff you see a lot of our ancestors and a lot of um activists black activists um really fought hard to build america build america for for us you know so we can be able to be free so we can be able to walk out and do things that that they did um it really gives you strength and um encouragement um it's like our ancestors really set a foundation for us you know like they knew like with all the evil in this world, they still found a way to like build, you know, they still found a way to, to make something new that, you know, in a, in a society, in a country that was built against them, they still fought really hard. Um, that kind of just gives me empowerment. I honestly just think about my ancestors and I think about like all of the political activists, you know, like Fannie Lee Hamer or James Baldwin, just seeing how so hard that they fought that just gives me strength. Yeah, I can definitely say for myself, like just like seeing so many, um, how, how just how far we've come, you know, just like seeing like, you know, just like the, our ancestors like being in the street, going through like what they went through, going through what the um, enslaved ancestors went through, um, through chattel enslavement, just like knowing, like, you know, that we've definitely been in a worse position has definitely um, been like a, point of empowerment for me just because i'm like okay if they could go through that i can definitely get through whatever white america has to throw at me now um and then also just like knowing that like it doesn't end here because you know of course like we have people in our family like you know one day we're all gonna have our own children we're gonna have our own um well Oh, um, no, I'm just kidding. I mean, if you don't, I guess you won't. <laughs> so the people who will, <laughs> like you know, we're gonna like we're not only bridging the way for ourselves, but we're also bridging the way for those who are coming behind us. And I think it's also important, like, to kind of remind ourselves, like, you know, once you get through the door, to hold the door open for those who are coming behind you, because, like, you know, even though you made it, if there's still gonna be people coming up behind you, and they're still gonna be going through those same exact struggles that you might have gotten through. So just because you already got through it doesn't mean it still doesn't exist. Um, I find that's like extremely important for us to remember. Um, and then also just like, you know, making sure that like, you know, with this new generation, I'm ex extremely excited just because I feel like we kind of like moved into a point in, um, black history where, um, we're like, there's just like a strong sense of pride. And I feel like this sense of pride is continuing to grow. And I feel like it's extremely important, like, especially in terms of like, you know, us just having that sense of self-love for ourselves. Um, and also just like teaching that self-love to our children, to our, to their children, and like, you know, just passing that down to continue like to raise an empowered group of um, young black children. Uh, but yeah. And another question I have, um, just like at what point in your life did you realize like that police brutality was such a problem that there was like injustice against the black community? And then that also, like, you just being Black is a threat to your existence. Probably when um, when we had uh, lived on base up there in Virginia. Mm -hmm. And that was, no, we was in Maryland because that's when Trayvon, like, once um, I heard about Trayvon Martin. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, like, I'm pretty sure I was in the fourth grade, fourth or third grade. Mm -hmm. And so even then, like, at that young age, I knew I was a threat. And it was just, like, because, you know, being on base, like, there's, like, a lot of uh, white people up yeah. there. And so it was just me and this black kid. Um, his name was um, Devon. Mm -hmm. And so um, he was just, like, um, you wearing your hoodie tomorrow? I was like, yeah. 
so it was just us you know that's kind of real what I really realized it really just like you know finding stuff about like that at that young age is like dang so we really gotta wear our armor young you know we gotta protect ourselves young mm. you know we don't really have the luxury to to kind of enjoy ourselves like 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 we always find a way to enjoy ourselves but we also have to be ready yeah Yeah, um, I honestly will probably have to say around the same time. I think Trayvon was kind of like everyone, well, a lot of people's yeah. first um, like realization yeah. that, okay, wow, this is happening to people still and people like around my age. So it was just really um, like a really gut-wrenching like, experience. Just like, wow, okay, this is real life. And it was really hard to come to terms with. And I think just seeing that and then seeing how, you can go out in public with your friends and like there might be police there and they'll kind of look at you or you might be followed around in store and just like all those moments where it's kind of like reiterated that okay no one really um like actually like no one really sees me as who I am they see me as these other images that they've created in their head okay I think it's just like really crazy to see yeah I can definitely say like Around the time Trayvon Martin's death wasn't the first. Um, I feel like, okay, a, a couple years back, I remember something that happened in like Chicago, I think it was. And I can't remember the name of like who it was that was killed. But I remember like being really young and I remember like um, mama and daddy were like telling me like, um, that's like basically when they had to talk with me, like, you know, just like whenever you're, if you're ever stopped by the police for any reason, you know, just stop, like, remain calm you know just like no sudden movements all of that like and I feel like that's like the first time we actually had like that conversation and then I feel like when Trayvon Martin happened and I remember he was even younger that was like a, a really big eye-opener because it's like dang like they killed a kid and yeah kind of like just like going back to what Tiana said about like just not being able to feel like you can enjoy yourself like, or feel like you always have to be on edge because, like, anything can happen. It's like, yeah, like, it's like, in any circumstance, like, especially, like, when you're in a circumstance with, like, other white, with white people, like, I always just feel like, okay, things can go left, and I'll be the only person that something happens to, and nobody's going to understand, and nobody's going to help me. Or the circle, yeah. the, or the circle that you're with, with a bunch of white people, um, they could be the ones that try to kill you. Like, yeah, I, there's I a lot of stories about that, too, yeah. I don't know oh, yeah. be like that, but, like, that's how people are. You yeah. Know who's, who's like evil. And it's really crazy because I don't know. I don't want to say like, okay, growing up, that kind of gave me like a sense of dis distrust against white people, but it definitely like makes you like, you feel like you have to have your guard up because if something goes left, I'm black and you're white. So if something happens to you, you're going to be okay. I'm not. Um, but yeah, it's just like really just like made me kind of feel like, not like you just you can't enjoy life, but like you just have to. You got to be extra careful. careful. You have to just like, you got to put yourself in the best circumstances possible, basically. Um, and that's I expect extremely sad, especially like growing up, because it's like it kind of gives you like this odd sense of like PTSD, even for things that you haven't gone through. But it's also just like, you know how fast things can go left for you. Like, there's so many stories, like, even, like, of Black people who only have white friends. And they end up turning on them. And they've been their friends all their life. So, yeah, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. It's extremely unfortunate. But I think it's also, it just makes you think, like, that they already know that they're, like, Black, black people. We, like, we have a sense of power when it comes to, uh, like, ourselves and our, our identity. Because, like, despite all the things that we've gone through, we still find a way to, like, you know, stay strong, to kind of move forward. And, like, you know, they still can't, like, knock us down. But I don't know. It's just also, like, it's just disheartening because it's like, okay, when are we going to get to the point where it's not like this? And will we get to that point? Especially, like, in our lifetime. Because it seems like, you know, especially, like, with, like, things going on, like, last summer, um, the protests, the marches, um, and all of that. And then, like, just to where things were in, like, the 60s. Mm -hmm. Like, if somebody from then was to see, the, like, what's going on now, they would probably think we were in the same time just because, like, it's so chaotic and it's, like, there's such a long, like, a divide. Um, so, yeah, I'm, like, it just really makes you think, like, when are things going to be different? Mm -hmm. 
or when are people going to want to do different at least? I think about that every day. Every day. Um, and then here I have another question. This might be my last one, unless I have another one stirs up. But what does it mean to be radically Black? Mm. For me, I would have to say just be a Black. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, our melanin and our hair is is a threat already. So, like, it's against the norm. Um, Just, yeah, just being alive, just breathing. You can walk down the street, you radical. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> honestly I think that's true though because people are already gonna look at you crazy but they're gonna look at you crazier if you're just unapologetically just 100% you because they already gonna think what they're gonna think so just let them and I think that's something else I've kind of realized like the older I've gotten is I don't have to shrink my blackness when I walk into a room instead I should just completely be who I am and not feel like I have to change just because the rooms that I enter and then people are going to feel how they feel about it and it just is what it is yeah I can definitely say um yeah that pretty much sums it up that was like the answer like I was probably going to say something along the lines of like just like being black especially because you know they've tried so hard to assimilate us into their um their culture Mm -hmm. that they've created from the cultures that they've stolen um they've tried so hard to like you know force us to like you know as y'all said shrink ourselves down to not really feel empowered by who we are to not be able to you know advance in life in society um but yeah definitely like just being black just being you not caring um and not allowing outside people's thoughts to like cause you to want to be less than um, because you have to remember at the end of the day that the reason that they want you to shrink yourself down is because they already know that you're like starting to realize, you know, how much power you actually hold within yourself. Like your power doesn't come from other people. It comes from within yourself. Um, and so like just not allowing people to take that away from you. Um, and you know, a crazy thing too, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. You're good. But, um, when I had first moved here, because this is like the red area. You know? Big red area. <laughs> so I really started to embrace myself even more um, being like when I moved here. Um, you know, I had finally went like went back natural. So I had cut my hair off and so like started embracing my Afro. And so I just like would walk, go to school with my Afro all out. And I didn't really care because I loved myself and I wanted people to know that. Yeah. So. And another thing is, like, you know, once you love yourself and once you, like, you know, put yourself on that pedestal, it's like nobody really, uh, nobody else can tear you down because you put yourself, you put yourself there. Mm-hmm. You didn't take, like, the validation that other people were giving you and use it to put yourself on that pedestal. You put yourself there through your own power and through your own, you know, will to do so. So I find that's also extremely important. Um, and then I guess, like, okay, this is just another question that popped up for me. I'm sorry. Um, what moment in your life did you really feel like a sense of confidence with being black and you realize wow black people are everything because we are definitely i mean like i said like i've always had confidence Mm -hmm. in being black but when black is king came out okay by beyonce i was like oh i feel it now like i really like stepped tapping in into that um my black frequency you know okay <laughs> <laughs> it was just like it was just so empowering like like wow like this is us this is our culture this is who we are like we we built this yeah we made this so like i feel like it was high school really like i feel like i've all like like y'all said i feel like i've always like of course known that i was black um and being like confident in who i was just because like, i feel like that's just like how i've always been but I feel like once I got to high school and I think it's really just because like when we moved back to Rome, because like living like on military bases, it's really white, but it's also really diverse. So it's easy to find like a group for you. But like once we moved to Rome, it was like, wow, it's really white here. And like when you're like the only like there's like two or three black people in the class, um, sometimes less than that, you might be the only one. Um, there might be like another Hispanic person in there, but that might be it. 
And so, like, really just, like, I feel like in those moments is when I felt the most confident in being Black, which is crazy because it's, like, in those moments, I was the sometimes, like, you know, one of few. But I feel like that kind of, like, made me gain a sense of confidence just because, like, I feel like in those moments, I was kind of, like, representing my entire race. And I said, okay, I'm not going to let the white people in this class, um, you know, make me feel any type of way about myself, regardless, like, what they have to say. Um yeah, because I was just like really like just when you gain that sense of confidence, like I said, like nothing nobody else does can tear you down, and nothing else, no nothing nobody else does can like you know make you feel less of yourself. So that was definitely like I feel like the moment for me. And then like after that, just going to Georgia State with so many like successful and hardworking Black people, it's kind of hard to feel um, down about yourself ever because it's like dang, people are doing so many great things. So that's yeah, that's probably it for me. And I guess I had a young age. Another time would be like, we, I guess when Obama got elected. Oh. I was like, yeah, my parents were black. That was a moment. Oh, yeah, that, was amazing. <laughs> that was a moment. Oh, yeah. I was in Yeah. I was in fifth grade. Four, fourth Yeah. Yeah. I just knew he was going to win because we had the like little a election. little um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> election at our school. And I said, oh, he went to school. He's going to win. Yeah, it's a real I remember one. that. That was wild. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, my vote counted. <laughs> this feeling. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was a great time. Um, and then he got reelected. Right. Four years later. Yeah, four more years. Stop playing. Bad to bad. Bad um, to bad. Bad to bad. All right. So, you know, God. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was I just think it's interesting, like the connection between both of y'all stories was both like when you could have felt the most isolated in your blackness, but instead you chose to completely embrace it. I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's what I was like. It's like surprising that that's the moment I felt the most um, confident in my blackness because it's like you would think it would be the other way around. But like I said, it could, your, your power really comes yeah. from within like how you view yourself. I remember it too, like um, it's like too like you can like look in a mirror and like for me like me just doing my hair I could feel myself love myself more because mm-hmm. it's like wow like dang I used to always like relax my curls like try to make them disappear but I need the world to know like this is my hair it's beautiful these are my roots so it's like really just it just comes naturally yeah um thank you ancestors all right shout out to them um but to close, I have one more question for you all, my beautiful um, co-hosts. So as we've been talking about, you know, just like being um, Black and like just having like um, your own identity within being Black. And of course, like, you know, even though we have similar experiences throughout the Black race and throughout the diaspora, we don't all have like, you know, the same monolithic experience. So... Like, basically, how has being Black played a role in your um, identity? I mean, I think it's just made me better in the best ways possible. Um, Just being able to, it takes a lot to not only deal with your own struggles, but to deal with generational curses um, that we have to carry on with us when we're born. Like, I don't think people realize all the trauma that we have to like just kind of inherit really and this kind of reminds me of like a poem that I wrote but um it's kind of like we are have we are already born with of course great things inside of us but we're also born with having to um like know that our ancestors had to deal with years decades um generational like hardships and we have to carry that on and still have to work through that and we still are trying to change our today because of those things that occurred like years and years ago and so I think just being able to fully accept who I am but also being able to fully accept the history of who I am and being able to accept all like the good and the bad and the ugly that occurred to our ancestors and then still being able to wake up every day and still trying to put on a smile and still saying, hey, go vote and still saying, hey, I'm going to wear my natural hair today and still saying, hey, I'm going to listen to this rap music because I love it. And this is what like my people created. Um, I think that 
that's just a really amazing and beautiful thing. And that's what's made me like who I am today, still being able to go forward and strive for something better and defy the odds because yes, we have like these statistics um, against us, but the only thing that can defeat a statistic is someone else coming through and saying, hey, actually you didn't account this variable or this factor. So okay, I think that's cool. Um, for me, kind of going like kind of like what you said like what Gina said about um just like how we are and like how we like made you know like how we made this country um and also to just my family just you guys um really seeing mama just always hustling and just um because you know just watching her embrace herself and embracing her culture and same with like our aunties and stuff like just also like you know just being like a black woman just seeing all my aunties like loving themselves and embracing themselves that kind of really gave me the confidence because it's like like I'm that too you know so it just really sets that foundation um and again I just feel like our history our melanin our our character that gives me confidence in myself that helps me build my identity because it also put me on this um self-discovery path of like where I'm going like you know I'm still discovering myself of course um but it just it has it, it has given me that foundation to just love myself even more it's given me this foundation to let me know like I can I can do whatever I put my mind to because it's like if my ancestors were slaves and then slavery ended and they they took that where they came from nothing and they built something from that, that gives me confidence because it lets me know like I can do that too because I'm rooted from that. You know, we were stripped from our motherland and we had to come here and to build our own self. You know, even though like our own brothers and sisters, um, ancestors were being hanged and killed every single day and their own language was stripped from them, they still found a way to, to stay strong. They still found a way to hold on. Because, you know, first it's like in slaves, like they jumped the ships and then some slaves ran away. But our ancestors, you know, they still found a way to stay because they knew like generations were coming. And so that gives me confidence because it's like, okay, now it's my turn to to um, take on that legacy, you know, to take the torch. Mm. Yeah, I can definitely say... um... For myself, like, I feel like I wouldn't be as hardworking, as successful, as goal-oriented as I am now if I wasn't Black. Because even though I feel like those are traits that, like, were already inherently within me, so, like, regardless of, like, the identity that was placed on me by society, I feel like I still would have been this way. But I also I feel like since things are already so hard for Black people, and since, like, you know, our ancestors went through so much and since, like, you know, our families even now have gone through so much to get us to where we are in our lives, I feel like that's also, like, been, like, um, some kind of, like, fuel mm-hmm. for me to, like, want to continue, like, to strive for better. Because, like, like I said before, you know, once you get through it, there's still people coming from behind you. So you still have to hold the door open for them to make sure they can still get through. So I feel like anytime I'm doing something, like, I'm being an influence, especially, like, for y'all, cause, like, you know, I'm the oldest. So I always feel like, anything I do needs to be influenced for y'all. So like, I don't need to do, like, if I do something, I'm like, okay, I don't want them to see that because that's going to encourage them to do the wrong thing. And you said, oh what? My. No, okay. <laughs> and also too, like, we honestly, for me, I have no choice but to move forward, you know? Especially because like, like you said, like we have younger, we have younger generations. Like we got, yeah. we got baby cousins. Yeah. You know, so it's like, we got to keep moving forward. Yeah. And it's like, it's really up to you to like, you know, carry that torch, you know, kind of light the way and show like, okay, this is like one route you can use to get out. But also like, of course, like, you know, as I said before, all black people are not monolithic. We all have our own identities. So of course, we're also showing like there's different ways that you can do it. Um, because, you know, especially like with us, like we don't all have the same interests. We don't all have the same exact things we want to do in our life. We all want to do different things like, as far as like career wise, as far as like, you know, how we want to impact the community, um 
and just things of that nature. So I feel like it's also important to show people like, you know, you don't only have to go to like, let's say you want to go to like a four year college, get a degree. Okay, that's cool. That, that is a way you can do it. But there's also other ways that you can like, you know, move to the next level. Um, and I feel like it's also important for us to like show people that as well. But yeah, that kind of um, concludes everything I wanted to hit on. Um, as I said before, you know, it is Black History Month. So I want to use this time to encourage everybody to, you know, kind of find like a way to give back to the Black community specifically. Um, shop Black, you know, go somewhere that's Black owned and support that Black owned business. Um, it could be online as well. You know, maybe find like different ways that you can give back to the community by going out and doing community service, helping those who are in need. Because um, even though that they might not all be black people, I know black people are disproportionately affected by different things going on, like especially like when it comes to homelessness. So like, you know, make sure that you're helping um, in that way. Um, and even doing simple things like such as like just educating yourself. That's another way you can like just, you know, embrace Black History Month. Um, but yeah, that's going to um, be where we're going to go ahead and close out. I'm going to give everybody a chance to drop their gems. So whoever wants to go first. I'll go first. Okay. Normalize Black people loving themselves, choosing themselves, freeing themselves, and healing themselves. So I have a quote from James Baldwin. Um, he said, Not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. All right. And then my gem for this week is to wake up and exist in your blackness is history in the making. All right. And that's where we're going to go ahead and close out. I want to thank all of our amazing listeners for tuning in with us this week. Here's a reminder to submit your questions that you may have on our um, Instagram. We're going to be posting on our story or even if you don't see it get posted, send us a DM. Um, just have any question that you might have about us, about the podcast about um just anything in general you might just have a question about a current event that's fine too um if you need advice whatever it may be go ahead and shoot us those questions you can follow us on instagram at prices gems pod or on twitter at prices for gems and yeah stay tuned every week on thursdays we'll be dropping new episodes and we'll see you guys next week bye